Hello, listeners. Welcome to episode three of Collision Chronicles, car accident law in Washington state. If you're tuning in for the first time, I'm Rob Sears. And I'm Casey Aspland. Today, we're diving deep into the car accident insurance maze. It's a topic many of us might need clarification or even more daunting. Absolutely, Casey. Insurance policies are filled with legal terms and nuances, but they play an essential role in ensuring that car accident victims are compensated and drivers are protected. And to help us demystify the topic, we've got a special guest in our studio, Bethany Tanner, an insurance expert with over a decade of experience in the field. Bethany, welcome to Collision Chronicles. Thanks for having me, Rob and Casey. I'm excited to help clarify some common misconceptions about car accident insurance. Bethany, many of our listeners might need to familiarize themselves with the basics of car insurance. Can you walk us through the key types of coverage they should be aware of? All right, so when we talk about car insurance, especially following an accident, understanding the types of coverage is crucial. Let's start with the basics. Liability insurance. That's the one every driver has to have, correct? Exactly, Rob. Liability insurance is mandated by law in most states. In the event of a car accident where you're found at fault, this insurance covers the damages and medical costs for the other party. It doesn't cover your own car damages or personal injuries, just the other person's. So, if I rear-ended someone because I wasn't paying attention, my liability coverage would pay for their repairs and medical bills? Correct, Casey. But if you want your own repairs covered, you'd need collision coverage. It pays for the damages to your vehicle in cases where you're at fault. What if someone hits my parked car, or let's say I accidentally run into a pole? That's where collision coverage comes in, Rob. Collision coverage will cater to your car's repair or replacement costs, whether it's an accident with another vehicle or a stationary object. But what if my car is damaged in, say, a hailstorm or stolen? That's the realm of comprehensive insurance. It covers the damages to your car, not caused by a collision. So theft, natural disasters, and vandalism all fall under this. So we've covered other people's damages with liability, our own car's damages with collision and comprehensive. What about our personal injuries or injuries to our passengers? That's an essential point to address. Personal injury protection, often abbreviated as PIP, and medical payments coverage come into play here. Depending on the policy, they can cover medical bills, sometimes lost wages, and even funeral expenses. All right, here's a scenario. What if someone hits me and they don't have insurance or not enough of it? Great question, Casey. That's where underinsured, uninsured motorist coverage becomes invaluable. If you're hit by someone who doesn't have enough insurance to cover the damages or injuries, or worse, they don't have any insurance, this policy will protect you. It's an extra layer of protection against drivers who aren't adequately insured. It seems there's coverage for almost every situation. That's the goal, Rob. Accidents can bring unexpected expenses, and the right insurance package aims to protect drivers financially, no matter the situation. Bethany, thanks for breaking that down. It's a complex topic, but understanding these nuances can make all the difference if, heaven forbid, one finds themselves in an accident. Absolutely, Casey. The key is to be informed and choose the coverage that fits your needs and circumstances. Now, as always, we're moving on to our favorite segment from the listener Q&A. We've received some questions related to car accident insurance, and we will tackle them head on. Our first question comes from Dylan in Everett. He asks, I've heard of the term deductible several times about my car insurance. What exactly does it mean? Great question, Dylan. A deductible is the amount you agree to pay out of pocket before your insurance company starts paying on a claim. Think of it as your financial contribution to the repair or recovery process. So, Bethany, how does this work in practical terms? Let's use a simple example. Say you have a car accident and the total repair costs are $2,500. If your deductible is $500, you'll pay that amount first, 
and then your insurance company will cover the remaining $2,000. And how does one determine the amount for a deductible? When you purchase or renew your insurance policy, you can usually choose your deductible amount. Standard amounts might be $250, $500, or $1,000, though there are higher and lower options too. Typically, the higher the deductible you choose, the lower your premium or the insurance cost will be. However, this also means you're agreeing to pay more out of pocket if an incident occurs. Are there any situations where you might not have to pay a deductible? Yes, Rob. Some situations might include when another driver is deemed at fault and their insurance covers the damages, or if you have a special waiver in your policy. But it's always important to check the specifics of your insurance agreement. That's enlightening. So, is the deductible like sharing the responsibility of repair costs between the policyholder and the insurance company? Exactly, Casey. It's a balance between what you're willing to pay directly and the premium you want to pay for your coverage. Consider your financial situation and risk tolerance, and always choose a deductible you're comfortable with. Thanks for shedding light on that, Bethany. Deductibles are indeed a fundamental aspect of car insurance that everyone should understand. Next up, Emily from Olympia writes, What should I be wary of when talking to another driver's insurance company after an accident? Ah, this is an area where many get tripped up. Speaking to another driver's insurance company can be a minefield if you're not careful. What's the first thing we should know when communicating with them? First and foremost, remember they are not on your side. Their primary goal is to minimize the payout. So, while they might come across as helpful and concerned, always be cautious. That sounds a bit daunting. How should we approach such conversations? A good rule of thumb is to be polite but reserved. Only provide factual information about the accident, date, time, location, and any witnesses. Avoid offering opinions or accepting blame. What about sharing details about our injuries? Be very careful here. If you mention injuries, describe them accurately but briefly. It's common for some injuries, especially soft tissue ones, to manifest days after the accident. You don't want to downplay them in the initial conversations and then face skepticism if they worsen. I've heard of insurance adjusters trying to settle quickly. Is that a common tactic? Indeed, Casey. Quick settlements can be enticing, especially when dealing with medical bills and car repairs. But these initial offers are usually much lower than what you might be entitled to. Always consult with an attorney before accepting any settlements. Is there anything else we should keep in mind? Yes, document everything. If you've had a conversation with the insurance adjuster, make a note of it. What was discussed, what commitments were made, and any discrepancies in their statements. If they send an email, save it. These records can be invaluable if disputes arise later on. It sounds like navigating these conversations requires a mix of caution and assertiveness. Exactly, Casey. The aftermath of an accident is already stressful, and dealing with insurance companies can amplify that stress. But with the proper knowledge and approach, you can protect your interests and ensure you get the compensation you deserve. Finally, Jacob from Bellingham asks, how often should I review or update my car insurance policy? This is an excellent habit to get into, Jacob. Regularly reviewing and updating your policy is pivotal for several reasons. So, Bethany, what's your recommended frequency for this review? At a minimum, I would suggest reviewing your car insurance policy every year, typically when it's up for renewal. However, more frequent reviews might be necessary depending on changes in your personal circumstances. Can you give us some examples of these personal circumstances? Absolutely, Casey. Let's say you've had a significant life change, such as getting married, having a child, buying a new car, or even moving to a new address. Each of these events can impact your car insurance needs. For instance, if you've recently moved to a neighborhood with higher traffic or a higher accident rate, you should reconsider the extent of your coverage. What about car usage changes? Like if someone starts using their car more for business purposes? That's another excellent point, Rob. 
If you've begun using your vehicle more frequently for work, or perhaps you've started a job requiring more driving, you should reassess your policy. The more you're on the road, the higher the risk, and your current coverage might no longer be sufficient. So, apart from personal changes, are there other factors we should keep an eye on? Yes, external factors can also influence your insurance needs. New laws or regulations related to auto insurance, changes in car repair costs in your area, or even the introduction of new discounts and offers by insurance providers. Staying updated can help you ensure you're not only adequately protected, but also getting the best value for your money. That's invaluable advice. It sounds like the key takeaway is to be proactive and not wait for renewal reminders, especially if you've experienced significant changes. Exactly, Rob. Being proactive not only ensures that you're adequately covered, but can also potentially save you money in the long run. Always prioritize keeping your insurance in sync with your life and needs. Bethany, thank you for clarifying that. Jacob and all our listeners, I hope this explains the importance of staying updated with your car insurance policy. Thank you, listeners, for your insightful questions. And thank you, Bethany, for providing such clear answers. Absolutely. Understanding your insurance is a vital step in navigating the aftermath of a car accident. As we wrap up today's insightful episode, I want to thank our guest, Bethany Tanner, for her expertise and the clarity she provided on the often complex realm of post-accident insurance interactions. Thank you, Rob and Casey. It's been a pleasure. I hope our listeners find this information useful and feel more confident in navigating these waters. Absolutely, Bethany. Your insights today have been invaluable. And to our listeners, remember, knowledge is your best defense and advocate, especially when it comes to car accident law. Couldn't agree more, Casey. Before we go, a quick teaser for our next episode. We will be delving into the intricacies of accident reports and the legal implications they can have. So you won't want to miss that. Sounds like another episode packed with vital information. And to our listeners, keep those questions coming. We're here to help demystify the legal complexities of car accidents in Washington state. Until next time, drive safe, stay informed, and remember, knowledge is power. Thanks for tuning in to Collision Chronicles. Goodbye, everyone. Take care.